Behind the Notes, the official Music Notes podcast. Conversations with professionals throughout the music industry. With your host, Lucas Kaler. Hello, Jillian. Hello, Lucas. Welcome, welcome to your debut episode on Behind the Notes. I Woo-hoo! think this is our third episode. Yeah, I believe that'll so. be out at this point. Yeah. Yep. Well, we wanted to bring Jillian on for this one because you are going to be the co-host I for am. this whole podcast. So we're going to have you in and out more than anybody else, I think. Exciting. Yeah, no, it'll be cool. Now, so what's your actual technical position at the company now? So I, I am the... Recently. No, you're fine. So I am the content and production assistant at Music Notes. Okay. All right. Yes. When did that come about? Is that recent? That was... Yeah, so I started here... Um, part-time mm-hmm. i had just moved to nashville okay i'm an, an artist too and i was looking for jobs in the industry found music notes i had been using music notes my whole life that's right you came and knocked on the door didn't you i did i came <laughs> so. up to the music notes building and i knocked on the door because i was driving past the building and i saw the signs that said music notes and my brain i was like oh, wait is that the it was a, such a callback i was like is that the music notes that i used to like buy music off of when I was taking piano lessons when I was like seven years old. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool. And I've, I've used it. I mean, throughout my whole life, but I was, I was like, that can't be the same company. And then I went and looked online and it was. And so when I saw you were hiring, yeah, I just came and I knocked on the door, started part time and then just really, you know, started to love it here and loved working with all you guys. And so started doing more and more and now am excited to be helping with the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So are we really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty excited with what we'll be able to do getting you more involved um it's gonna be fun. so what okay so we got your title what 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 are your what's your day-to-day like here so i kind of do a whole bunch of different stuff mm-hmm. i think I'm, I'm involved in a lot of the the copyright and licensing uh stuff we we do here that's how i started is kind of taking the overflow that was happening um you know with just just taking on tasks that were you know, people had less time for. So I was doing more copyright research when needed, licensing research. Um, So I'm still doing a lot of that. But then I'm also, I think, getting more involved creatively. So helping with, you know, videos performing for social media. That's right. Now helping with the podcast production. Um, And yeah, kind of all sorts of stuff. Just it's been as the company's been, I think we've been growing a lot in the creative side of things. Yes. I've kind of been a person, I think that's as a newer person, been kind of taking on the new creative tasks as they come. So it's been cool. It's that's been a, an evolving job, but a lot of cool things. I, I love the stuff I've been seeing you all putting up on the social media lately too. Well, yes, and you too. Really cool stuff. Well, I'm involved <laughs> a little bit, but uh, I'm more like I'll do some performing or something. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. No, really, you guys have been doing an excellent job. Excellent job oh, with that. Thank you. Um, so as far as the copyright stuff goes, that's always that's an interesting one because I don't think a lot of people understand that. What's what. When you say you work with the copyright, what, what yeah. does that entail? So I guess, yeah, I should clarify, it's not all of us that work in copyright. It's not a copywriter. It's probably some people think of oh, sure. a copywriter who's like an actual right, writer, exactly. writer. Sure. But working with copyrights in music, basically, we are formulating the copyright notices that you see on the bottom of sheet music that mm. you would purchase. Mm-hmm. And you, you see them all over, too. Like, it's not just on sheet music, but since we're a sheet music company, right, sure. you'll see at the, the bottom of each product, you'll see a little notice that says, you know, which publishers um, are involved, which writers. And, and it basically, we're making sure everybody's getting credit sure. and, and getting paid. 
So yeah, working so with royalties. So that's what the significance of the copyright is. Is it makes it it, yes. it ensures that everybody's being properly compensated. Exactly. Yep. That's good. That's properly good. I, as I, there might be credit. a lot out there that is not properly copywritten. Copyrighted. Yeah. Copywritten. Copy, copy wrote. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it, it's really cool because I I got to take I went to school for music and I had a couple of classes where they touched on copyright, but until starting working here, I I feel like I kind of had a deficit in knowledge of you know how important it is to get your works copyrighted sure, sure. and what that looks like everybody that gets credit and everyone that's involved and that we need to make sure gets compensated right, i mean right. it's not just you know the songwriter it's you know the publisher and everybody involved with the music and it's a whole it's a giant world yeah so really. so when you was you so you primarily research the copyrights like yes to, to ensure make sure that you have the correct publishers on there exactly okay that's primarily what i do um every once in a while kind of making note of of people maybe independent artists that own their own copyrights that aren't mm. signed with a major publisher and we make note of you know if we don't necessarily have rights to publish their stuff to watch them see if maybe in the future they sign with a bigger publisher sure. that we do have rights for or like if you know they I, we've been making a catalog of of people to potentially reach out to to see if they would be willing to sign with yeah. us. So, sure, because there's a lot great. more independent publishers now out there, artists publishing. I have works. noticed that. I yes. have, yeah. There seem to be a ton, and and even finding the proper copyright. Yeah, I've done a decent amount of research in that area as well. Um, yeah, kid, it could be a bit of a treasure hunt sometimes. You know, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's not super. You would think it would be super explicit online. To find the the writers of a song and what publishers they're right. signed with, but it's not always you know just out there for everyone to see, which right. is interesting because you would think they would want to be getting like the accolade credit as mm -hmm. well as the monetary credit, sure, but sometimes sure. it's you really have to dig online to, right. to try to find who wrote this, like and what you know who are they signed with and how can we get them credit? Yeah, so. for sure. Are there uh, specific websites that you might recommend people if they're trying to find proper copyrights? You can, yeah, you can look at, um, if you go to the the PRO sites, like we mm. often search on the um, BMI, like BMI, which is a, or, yeah, performance uh, rights. PRS is another one. Or PRS. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one is the UK based, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you can go on there and you can plug in if you know a writer mm -hmm. of the song. Mm -hmm. um, or, or even the performer, because there's filters too, where if you just know like generally like the artist that sure. released the song sure. and the title, then you can, a lot of the times it's on there and you can expand and see like who each writer is signed with mm. um, and, and probably additional writers that you might have not known okay. were credited for that song. Sure. So, That's important. Yeah. That's important. I mean, how else do people get paid for their work? Exactly. You know what I mean? At least when the sheet music is sold, it's... Uh... Probably well, not as financially lucrative as, as selling the audio, but nonetheless, this is a this is part of their business. It's part of it's one of their revenue streams. And if they're passed over because someone is selling sheet music and didn't put the copyright on there, or put the incorrect copyright on there, or right. put an out of date copyright on there, or, or said something was in the public domain when it wasn't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that that needs to be uh, uh, that needs to be respected. Otherwise. The artist is just getting not well, getting their fair share. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing that I've been becoming more involved with lately is mm -hmm. the anti piracy efforts. Oh sure, because this is that's that's one of the things that Music Notes 
that I learned before even getting here, like prides themselves on is, is having correct copyright notices yeah. and making yeah. sure everybody gets paid. Sure. There's not, a, I mean, it's not, you know, we're not pirating music. We're not selling anything without making sure right. everyone is getting compensated, which you don't find online. Cause the internet is, I mean, crazy. Yeah, you it's can a little wild West for this. It's crazy. Thing. Yeah. You yeah. can rip any piece of sheet music, you know, and try to sell it and, and, it, I mean, and there's measures to take against that, but there's only so much we can help. Right. But it's, it's cool to be part of a company that values that. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the things I really respect about Music Notes. Um, yeah. Doing this job, I've come across multiple websites that maybe some of their stuff is... is uh, uh, documented correctly as far as the copyright and composer information goes, but it, maybe it's only about half that I've seen on, on certain websites. I'm not going to name names on here, but <laughs> right. uh, uh, it's it's not fair. It's cheating. It, it's yeah. what it is. It's it's unfair. It's but, just people not getting paid for their art and right? their work, exactly. which is sad for everyone involved. Yeah, it's already hard enough to do and yeah. make a living at. Like why 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 take your living from someone else's uh, exactly uh, work? Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Again, I'm very glad that you've been working here. This is really oh, working out well. Yeah, everybody gets along very well. We love this office. I love it's our studio great. here. This is actually the first episode we're going to show in our actual Nashville studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's this right. will be the first one. So yeah. really, we'll be seeing seeing this one a lot more often. I do love this office. This, yeah. Uh, this studio is pretty wonderful. It's cool we had a space to set up know, a studio seriously. for this. It was kind of perfect. Right. <laughs> so you said you went to college for music, right? What was I your did. instrument? Yeah, so my so my my major was in film composition. Oh, it was okay. like music composition, but it was almost solely focused on film scoring, ah, film I composition. Gotcha. Sure. And then with that, you have to audition on an instrument, obviously. So mm -hmm. I started, I auditioned and got into school on classical piano. Okay. And then I transferred over to jazz voice, I think after my first year or first semester. Um, so yeah, I'm a pianist and, and vocalist mm -hmm. and then studied film scoring. Okay, I got you. And so you, how long have you studied piano? Um, Is that where I, you started or did you start with voice first? Yeah, I started with studying. I started with piano. Did you? I actually okay. didn't take voice lessons. I took like, Maybe a couple months of voice lessons when I was around ten or eleven or something like oh, okay, that. Okay, sure. But I didn't actually have any like real like formal training until college actually with voice. Oh, wow. But I sang my whole life just sure. for fun. But with piano, yeah, I started lessons when I was I think I was six. I think I was almost seven oh, wow. years old. Okay. So I was a little a I little know, wee like less. As, as early as, <laughs> as most people kid. do begin. So that's yeah. great. So you kept it up the whole time? I, yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful that my parents put me in piano lessons sure. as early as they did. I was, they didn't, they weren't the kind of parents that were like, you, you know, you have to do this and this no matter what. Like they, they really let me force it on you. But. No, they didn't force it. I mean, they, I think they really wanted me to take lessons mm -hmm. because our whole family is super musical. Yeah, my, sure. Both my parents and my brother are what do, super what musical. What do your parents do with music? So my mom was actually a piano teacher. She also oh, majored. Oh, it all makes sense now. She was she was a <laughs> piano teacher, um, and she actually has she was teaching recently and just stopped um, when COVID hit. And oh, so okay, I think sure. she might continue also now okay. that we're hopefully out of some of the weeds of that. Um, right. Sure. But it got yeah she didn't want to do online lessons, which makes <sighs> online lessons can be tricky. I've it's I've done those before, and uh, your setup has to be perfect. It, yeah. it can be, and I'm not saying it's not worth it. It actually is worth doing. You know, it's right. certainly better. Something's always going to be better than nothing when it comes to study. But uh, uh, 
there could be some real challenges when trying to do it via Zoom or something. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense why you wouldn't want to do that. And like it was such a tumultuous time for anyone right. in music trying to do everything online. Right. But sure. but yeah, she was a piano teacher. She also majored in music in college. Um, my dad is a vocal, just amazing vocalist. Really? I um, didn't realize that yeah. about your folks. That's no, really he's cool. great. He's an amazing vocalist. My brother, too, has a okay. great voice. My grandpa is a jazz pianist. It like just oh, everyone's so like super musical. It's yeah, it's the whole family. So they were going to probably put me in music lessons no matter right. what. Right, but sure. I gravitated towards it when I was a little like toddler. I would go. Apparently, I would go um, to the piano and I would pluck out the themes to the children's shows that my parents okay. were showing me. Oh, sure. And I would just go like play it by ear. And they were like, we should get her in lessons oh, right now. And I'm cool. so glad they did because having the p- foundation of piano mm-hmm. in everything else I've done, like I'm a singer songwriter that performs. So I obviously rely heavy on having piano skills, but to be able to use that towards composing for film towards like accompanying like there's just it's such I'm so glad they put me in that instrument because it has helped me so much with music theory like just with learning everything that I have so far no that's fantastic I'm a big advocate of starting with piano yeah Um, when I used to teach uh, guitar and bass I would have people bring young kids and say hey we'd like to get them started on guitar and I, I, I never said no, but I always was tried to get, push them towards piano as a beginning, uh, a beginning instrument. It, it just, it, it always seemed easier to me. It's like pushing a button so as to get the sound. Whereas with guitar, you kind of have to do two different things with your hands to get the, to get one note. You right. know, um, so yeah. I always found that that kids would uh, grab it, uh, understand piano more quickly than they would a stringed instrument. And again, it's not yeah. to say you can't start them on a stringed instrument, but I, I definitely found piano was the way to go. Um, yeah. So when you, okay, so you started pretty young then. When, what did you do in like middle school, high school? Were you doing theater or anything? Or? Yeah, I did do some theater. I loved yeah. being in the musicals. And, oh, sure. And plays. Who would have thought you loved being in musicals? I did love being in musicals. <laughs> I, I was never a, a lead role or anything. Well, like sure. I never really like got to the point where I was like a main character or anything, okay. but I just loved, I love the music in musicals and, and movies, obviously. So mm. I did theater. I had a good time. I was a major choir kid. Uh, but oh, then since cool. even since I was, I think it was in middle school when I started just gigging on my own, like just around town, just as a solo. You were in middle school? Mm-hmm. Really? In middle school, yeah. What kind of gigs? I had so, some of my first gigs. I formed um, an 80s band with my friends an in 80s cover school? band yeah we were 13 are you kidding yeah we had a like this garage band that became not a garage band and we would play at farmers markets and like restaurants and stuff like booked oh, gigs like we were getting fun. paid to play <laughs> to be like, this what kind of repertoire were you i mean you said 80s, oh yeah we're but, playing like, like you got some specifics uh, yeah we're playing journey sticks like wow. i remember we did um what's the uh come sail away the stick oh, song yeah is that what it's called I don't know. Come sail away. It might have a different time. I know. Oh, I know the song. Don't sing too much. We're gonna get turned off. (laughs) Copyright taken. Yeah. Right. Uh, It doesn't go. It goes. Come sail away. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Is that how you guys did it? That was your rewrite. Probably what it sounded like. But yeah, we did like. I remember we did separate ways by Journey too. Yeah. We did all sorts of stuff. I think we did Foreigner, and then we had some random other rock songs. Like we did a Green Day song. Okay. But then we. I'm trying to remember. It was so fun. (laughs) I I think I probably played a few of my original too but then i started playing early in high school at a coffee shop and i had like a residency there kind of where i would play like every friday 
or Saturday for like three hours and just mm-hmm. play solo piano and then sing. I'd usually like probably play for the first hour and a half and then okay. sing. They had a piano in there. So just doing like local gigs around That's town. That's awesome. That's it was super great. fun. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun to as a kid to like because I grew up in Colorado mm-hmm. and people probably don't think of Colorado as a music, you know, a music hub. It's definitely not Nashville yeah, I don't know. in terms well, of that. Sure. But it, the community was super open. I was going to say, I think of it as an arts community, like totally. or having a lot of arts communities there. I yeah. Could, I could see that. Yeah. It was it was really fun to be a kid and have opportunities to perform like that. That's a big deal. Just really. outs- and outside of school. Right. Definitely sure. a lot of performing in school. But so, yeah, to have stuff outside was really cool. That's a really a good place to start and a good age to start and yeah. get familiar with. I actually did a decent amount of theater as a young person. Did you? Yeah. By the yeah. time I was like. I don't know, 15 or 16, not so much. I kind of moved over and started doing more like stagehand stuff and, and uh, oh, cool. even some sound design, which was fun. Uh, did you do like musical theater? I did. I did a lot of music. I did dinner theater. That It was like I did a lot of musicals. The only time I got paid was at one summer. I think I was 10 or 11 and I did Annie Get Your Gun for the summer. Oh, We had 60 something performances over three months, something like that. It was oh, like wow. two weeks of rehearsal. And then like 60 some performance. Now I had a little kid role. So the adults had to do the, the heavy lifting <laughs> for that. But that was like, it was like a paid gig. I was, I, I remember having a lot of fun with that. And That's I learned really a ton cool. just about uh, any kind of performing from that. I mean, really just from the, even the community theater, theater that I was involved in. There's deadlines, there's rehearsal involved, there's costumes, there's lighting, there's this, you know, you know what it takes. And if yeah. you want to do any sort of performing, you have to have an understanding of all these things. Yeah, no, yeah. that was it. Was cool. I never did anything like that, okay. like paid theater or anything. But it I was just the only always time did I did. It. You know, I wasn't That's a cool. child actor necessarily. <laughs> this just in: Lucas yeah, know, is right? a famous child star. Yeah, right. Go <laughs> look me up on IMDb. Yeah. You know, you won't even find a picture. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So that continued then through high school for you, that 80s band, or did you have other bands? No, I did that for like a a year probably with my friends. And then, yeah, in high school, it was more I was performing solo and then with bands for like school performances. We had like, we had these giant music talent shows at my high school. I was going to say, I bet you were the queen of the talent show. It was, I... Was I bet you were very involved in our yeah, music talent show. I, I was that. one of the only kids at one point too that really played piano, and oh, so sure. I would be involved in every other person's act too. Because mm-hmm. it was really cool how how it was set up. Like you could go, it, it was not teacher run basically at all until you oh, got okay. to the rehearsals. So sure. everyone went off, created your own musical acts, came back, auditioned, and you could audition with however many acts you wanted. Right. And so I would be the accompanist for like five and then have like four of my own with like different ensembles and string ensembles and bands and stuff it was really fun so i did a bunch of that for school and then some outside of school too that high school was when i was playing solo um at this like coffee cool gelato shop so i got to do that (laughs) every week which was really fun um Shout out to Chocolatery Stom. I know coffee listening. and gelato. Well, yeah. that's that's a place. That did they pay coffee. you in coffee and gelato? They did. Yeah, they did. I got so much <laughs> coffee and gelato there. Oh, I believe it. Oh my gosh. That's but yeah, nice. so yeah, I I just kind of continued performing all through uh, high school on my own. Okay. Yeah. And then when you got to college, did you kind of take a hiatus for study, or were you still gigging on the side? Um, where did no, you go to college? Still, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I went to the University of Northern Colorado. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Is that and in Greenlee? Greeley. Greeley. Very close. Greeley. Yes, in Greeley. Okay. Yep. All right. 
Greenlee sounds prettier than Greeley. Yeah, right. Yeah, Greeley. Yeah. I wish it was Greenlee. Sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, okay. so I went there um, to study film scoring. And I did like, I wasn't performing so much outside of school because I was performing a ton for school. Yeah, And sure. studying a bunch, like score studying, It's hard when you're writing. a music major, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, being a music major, you have a lot of, it, it takes a lot of time. Like yeah. it's a super full schedule. But I did get to be, I was in a funk band through my oh, school. And cool. I was the, the singer, the lead singer. Okay. And so that was awesome. So with that, it was technically part of my degree, but we we gig we had gigs like outside of school too. Sure, so we would sure. book gigs like at, at venues in Greeley and Colorado. Sure. Yeah. And stuff. So we did that and then yeah, on top of that, then I got really into studying film music, which okay. I just I fell in love with and still really am. It's in love it's with. very interesting. Um I got to interview a, a gentleman out in Joshua Tree who's done quite a bit of film film scoring and Yeah. It's sort of this infinite, endless abyss of options. I mean, so it's fun. insane, and and yet the trick is, it's got to kind of match um, the the rises and falls in tension of the film itself. Mm-hmm. That was something we kind of talked a little bit about. Uh, uh, I've I remember someone introduced uh, trying to make interesting music, trying to write your music in an interesting manner. You're you're basically always uh, creating tension or relieving tension, and that's sort of what you're doing in a film too. You know, at any moment you're either relaxed or tense or in between the two. So then to right. try and take the music and follow those rises and falls in the in the tension and the relief, um, it makes them complement each uh, one another very very well and very very a good composer can do that very very clearly. Right. I think that's why we know like the big. The Danny Elfman's, the John Williams, because they just have this knack for that, you know, not yeah. that they didn't have to learn to do that. Um, it's not like it just came to them one day or something, but their ability to, to, to make that combination is very impressive. Very. Impressive. Yeah, it's definitely it's hard to do. And like you'll have certain like I, I found myself having when I was scoring scenes for exercises, like mm-hmm. some scenes come so easy and some it's really a puzzle. Like really? you have to figure out it. And it just kind of depends because it's. It's different than when you're writing a song and you have no um, kind of guardrails around. Like you have no restrictions, right, basically, sure. if you're just if it's just you writing a song. Mm-hmm. But then when you're writing for film, you already have this piece of media okay. that you're it you're basically tr- putting together music to enhance. So sure. it's it's not necessarily like full on restrictions but i mean you have something you're working off of so it's very easy to completely overdo it or underdo yeah, it or get the yeah. wrong tone to the sure. scene so it's definitely like more it's it's definitely an art and also like a, a math almost to try to yeah that makes sense like puzzle it together well, but what i love a it cool it's fun. exercise i didn't even i guess it makes sense you would do that in school but i didn't think about that but they would give you a scene and yeah. you would have to score it in that so would you would you uh, write the score, record it, and then combine it with the scene, or would you perform it live uh, oh, with yeah. the scene? How how would you do that? That's a good question. So yeah, as a film scoring student at my school, mm-hmm. we I started I mean with like no basically no knowledge of the technology and orchestration that it skills that it takes. Okay. So you start by learning and learning like the the digital audio workstations which is yeah. what you can program your own midi strings i know this is a lot of crazy words maybe for some oh, people oh i think l- most people understand but yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah so you can you can buy sound libraries of of strings and okay. and brass and film sounding instruments sure so that you can program it most yourself because 
obviously like a college student probably isn't going to have access to a giant symphony orchestra to record whatever mm. they write for their little scene exercise. So That's you first point. learn how to <laughs> yeah program your own sounds and make it sound like a real orchestra. Okay. So spent a lot of time working on how to do that. Then after I kind of got the hang of that is when I was introduced to notation you have to know how to write for every single instrument that's in a a symphony orchestra wow really yeah i mean you because you have to because everything you write has to be playable for it to be performed so So you have to study sorry i was just gonna ask so then you had to get into the ranges of each instrument and then how the textures interact with one another exactly wow yeah you have to so i did a lot of score studying like taking scores of of john williams picking them apart and looking what are the brasses doing how high can the trumpet go here okay like yeah. how low you know can the i mean because it's it's physically impossible for instruments to do different things but right. i obviously don't play every <laughs> i don't even play any orchestral instrument i just play piano okay yeah. so i have no idea you know i have to when you're doing writing for brass you have to remember the instruments and woodwinds the the players have to breathe right and you don't right. think about that playing piano yeah exactly. so i had to learn that and so then we got into each individual instrument and uh, of course i would have like cheat sheet documents of like okay what's the oh, range yeah. of nobo again because sure. it's hard to it's just to immediately know all that yeah it's like it's that's not realistic you won't just immediately be able to you know remember the range of every orchestral right, instrument sure. But then put it melding that all together. There's just it's just an endless pool of things you can learn about mm-hmm. film scoring because in in school at least like you learn kind of all of the skills that a team of people would mm-hmm. be doing. Like a famous like Hans Zimmer or someone like that has a team of composers of orchestrators that these responsibilities are split up. Oh, but if you don't really? have yeah, and if I you didn't don't, know that. I figured they they did it all themselves. No, oh, yeah, there's lots of people that like you can be an orchestrator. Which is just, that's your job, is to, you're not technically writing any of the music, but a composer can write it, and it's your job to orchestrate it so that every, it's playable for every instrument, you get to pick which instrument is playing which line, that makes sense, so you're basically rearranging it to make it, uh, like, playable and make sense for the orchestra. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that being a job, really. (laughs) Yeah, that's someone's whole entire, that's a full-time job. It's almost like a, well, like an editor, a copywriter or someone, you know, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, Very it's like that. So it was a, it was a, it was a lot of information in one degree. So I feel like yeah. I just really like skimmed the surface, but sure. it was a great foundation. Like, I'm really glad I went to school for that. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise I think it, some of that stuff is really hard to learn on your own. If yeah, you don't have to just try and guidance. figure out. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things I've always advocated for most with higher education. Um, Versus learning on your own, which we all do some learning on our own. Of course, you, you, we yeah. have to study and understand as best we can. In higher ed, we get assessment and we get feedback. Mm-hmm. And I feel like without those two things, I feel like you're missing a piece of the puzzle if you really want to get to that that higher level of musicianship. You know what I mean? Without someone who knows what you're trying to do in the first place, who can then listen to what you're doing see where you're doing it correctly, see where you're doing it incorrectly, and then give you very clear feedback about how to correct that, I, I feel like that takes you to the upper level much, much more quickly than just trying to figure it out and understand it all on your own. Oh, yeah. Um, to have humans to right. interact with yeah. that have experience exactly. is so helpful compared to, yeah, going online and trying to figure out, okay, how do I start 
film scoring. Like it's right, just yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. There's a lot of technical skills that I feel like people can you can only get with like time mm-hmm. and experience right. doing it. Right, exactly. So definitely that yeah. was it was helpful. So what do you what what's your performing life like now, now that you've been yeah, in Nashville? Because so how now, long have you been in Nashville? I've been here for just over a year. Okay. So still hey, that very makes two new. of us. And you too, yeah. So you <laughs> I know had a what year it's this like. Month. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I moved here really shortly after graduating like just i think i was yeah i was in colorado for the summer okay after graduating and then decided to move here for just more music opportunity yeah sure. and it was a great decision the town is awesome mm-hmm. for being a musician and i'm so new still but it's just been so really fun yeah, but you're so gigging far. already right i am yeah, yeah so, I so yeah i'm performing around town um solo and then i've been i've played keys uh for a couple groups here and yeah just checking i'm I'm discovering the venues here and getting out there um playing my own stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah and then i also i i teach here and i'm working on uh recording music right now so i'm hoping all that will kind of meld together recording like on your own at home or? On my own, yes okay yep yeah like recording projects like hopefully gonna get some t- studio time soon here to get go. some music out this year oh so that'll, awesome. are you thinking about cool. an ep or a full album or i don't know, do yet. know yet i was going to do yeah an ep um but i don't know i i honestly might i don't know what songs i would combine yet oh, together okay. in like, like you have into a big list and you're not sure exactly. which to choose from yeah so sure. i might just start with like pursuing like what i'm doing right now is i have a few individual songs i'm working on so i don't know okay. how i'm going to release them yet but yeah. hopefully soon i'll be putting it out which will be cool to have that body of music to show Absolutely. people and play around town. So I'm excited to hear it. Definitely. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm that'll excited. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Should be fun. Cool. Well, Jillian, I'm so excited that you are going to be co-host for this podcast. I am so We excited. definitely need one. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to work out very, very well. So I'm really glad that you spent the time today. We, I wanted to at least kind of give everybody an introduction to who you are and what you do and what you yeah. have to bring to the table. And, uh, yeah totally yeah well thanks for having me i'm excited for our future episodes we're gonna be talking about a whole wide range of topics i know right yeah no i'm excited for that i think i i I think we're gonna start doing episodes where you and i maybe discuss theoretical concepts or look at a piece of music that maybe has come out recently and start breaking it down into ways in which uh you and i might try to learn it even you know and see the difference between learning styles and uh perspectives and everything like that right yeah it'll yeah. be great yeah, it's gonna well, be well thanks fun, for having so. me yep you bet <laughs> thanks Julian.